San Francisco is suing the Trump administration over its so-called conscience rule. Under the rule, health care institutions can lose federal funds if they do not respect the rights of workers opposing certain medical procedures. Professionals to opt out of providing treatments they oppose. Here's what it is. It allows doctors and nurses to opt out of providing treatments they oppose. Hey there, Pulse Check listeners. This is Annie Reese. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. I am a healthcare reporter for Politico. The Biden administration continues to chip away at Trump era rules in many sectors, including healthcare, rescinding them and making new rules to replace old ones. So the Biden administration is going to very shortly, according to our sources, move ahead with getting rid of yet another Trump administration healthcare policy. On the show today, Alice Miranda Olstein is here to talk through the so-called conscience rule and why state fights over abortion access will dominate the midterms. This one was a rule saying healthcare workers around the country could refuse to do any service that they disagreed with because of their religious or moral beliefs. But it was never actually implemented, right? That's right. So this was proposed in 2018 and federal courts blocked it in 2019 after a bunch of Democratic controlled states and cities and advocacy groups sued saying this was going to violate patients' rights. There was a lot of concern, especially that healthcare workers would refuse to provide gender affirming care to trans people or even treat them at all for other things. Mm. There was concern that it would impact STD or HIV care. There was concern that, especially related to abortion, that that would become an issue. So it has been blocked since then, but it is still important to these advocacy groups for it to be formally repealed by the Biden administration. And it was called the conscience rule for health workers. Can you kind of put that into perspective? Sure. So there there were already before this rule protections in place for healthcare workers who didn't want to, for instance, you know, be a part of um, an abortion. But, you know, it's important to remember that it's not at all common that that happens. Uh, Providing abortions requires a lot of really specific training. So it's not like people who object to it are going to go through that training and be in that position in the first place. Mm -hmm. But should that arise, there are already federal rules in place so that healthcare workers can opt out, but it is crafted in a way where it's not supposed to deny the patient access to whatever procedure they're seeking as long as it's, you know, legal. So this would have been, had it gone into effect, the Trump rule would have been a massive expansion of those religious and conscience protections, and it would have really been a lot more sweeping than what's already in place. So when are we expecting to see this? So we know it is currently in process. It's at the Office of Management and Budget, which is one of the final steps. Um, And so we are expecting to see something. could be as soon as this week, but definitely by the end of the month, we're expecting it. You and Adam Kankren scooped this, right? Is the timing of this like at all significant? You know, I I feel like we're, it's coming in the context of many GOP-led states limiting access to abortions and trans care. Does the timing here matter? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this has been something that advocacy groups and progressive lawmakers have been calling for ever since the Biden 
administration took office and they're thrilled that they're finally getting around to it now. And like you said, this is coming at a time when states are rushing to enact bans on abortion, bans on trans care, especially for minors. And so even though the Trump rule that this is regarding never went into effect, uh, it has a symbolic importance of the Biden administration saying, we're going to stand up for these vulnerable patients who, you know, are already at risk of being denied care because of state policy. We don't also want them to be denied care because of federal policy. So continuing on the politics element and timing, the midterms are coming up. And as you've said, we have seen many GOP-led states imposing tighter restrictions on abortion access and trying to block it in some cases. Do you think that the timing of this before the midterms is at all a factor? So I think that especially abortion will have a huge impact on the midterms. I think that it's off a lot of people's radar that the Supreme Court is expected to rule in June and is expected to really chip away at or completely overturn Roe versus Wade. And I think that's going to be a real bombshell. And there are groups on both sides that are already sort of mobilizing and knocking on doors and trying to get voters interested in this and voting based on that. But I think, again, with everything else going on right now, it's not top of mind, but it could become top of mind a lot closer to the election. And so things like this where the federal government is saying, you know, we're standing up for, um, you know, pregnant people, trans people, all these people around the country, I think could become politically important. Of course, on the other side, Republicans are going to say Democrats are extreme on these issues and are violating the conscience rights of healthcare workers. Is there really anything happening in Congress on abortion? So abortion really has been and continues to be a state game at this point. With Congress so narrowly divided, they haven't been able to pass either abortion rights protections or anti-abortion laws. They really haven't been able to go either way. There really aren't the votes because of the makeup of the House and Senate at the moment. Of course, if Republicans win in the midterms, you could see, like in previous Congresses, more attempts to pass federal anti-abortion legislation, which, of course, the Biden White House is expected to veto. But right now, it's really, they're stymied and can't really go either way. And so you are seeing all of the action really going on at the state level. And like I said, tons of states are trying to and are successfully implementing new abortion restrictions now, even ahead of the Supreme Court's ruling. On the other side, a bunch of states, California, Washington State, Maryland, a ton of states are moving on the other side to shore up abortion rights protections um, with the assumption that the Supreme Court is going to roll them back. What do you think people may not understand? I mean, sometimes reading these stories, you know, it's like this was never actually implemented it's all this kind of bureaucratic stuff, but also it's not as simple as just like we're rolling it back. Like it sort of is this really bureaucratic, complicated thing. Like what do you think people may not understand about what it takes to roll something back or just about this, these kinds of rules in general? Yeah, so I think that um, it's an interesting contrast to see how the Trump administration and the Biden administration went about these kinds of things. The Trump administration um played a little fast and dirty uh, with with federal rulemaking. And that resulted in a lot of the rules they tried to 
implement at the agency level being blocked by federal courts like this one, um, not just because of the content of the rules, but because of how they went about it. They often skipped the mandatory public comment period where they propose a rule and then they give a few months for people to weigh in and, and comment on it. And then they go back to the drawing board. And so the Biden administration has frustrated some activist groups by being really slow and methodical. But they've said, you know, in our reporting, we've talked to sources who have said a lot of that is because they really want to make sure that the things they are trying to do stick mm-hmm. and don't get immediately struck down. And so even if it's frustrating to activists, they want to cross every T, dot every I, be as careful as possible so that they can't be challenged in court for violating the procedural stuff. Of course, there's going to be court challenges no matter what because of the content and and different groups' ideology, but at least they want to uh, check all the boxes on the procedural side. All right, that's our show for this week. I'm Annie Reese, and a big thank you to Alice Miranda Olstein from our healthcare team for joining me. Pulse Check's senior editor is Raghu Madhavalan, and our executive producer is Jenny Ament. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>